0: uh, almost 36 years ago at Shasta Baptist Church and we still managed to have most all of it. Second Samuel chapter 23 verse 11. And the other setup is I'm between you and lunch. It's going to be a five minute sermon. So yeah, I'll <laughs> get more amens on that than anything else I say this morning, but that'd be great. 2 Samuel 23, please stand with me in verse 11 and 12 today. Thank you for the privilege to speak and to be here. Pastor, thank you for 34 years of this conference. I have been at all of them. I remember going to pastor's pastor's school when I first graduated from college. And uh, what a help and a blessing that was to encouragement and strengthening. And then when you began this, we came down, of course, for... These 34 years, and has always been a a time that has helped us, encouraged me, strengthened me uh, to think when we're showing the pictures of those preachers last night, so many of them have preached here, and to be able to sit and listen to them preach, uh, just thank you, Pastor. Thank you, North Valley Baptist Church, for the tremendous amount of labor. I was very concerned last night when he mentioned that next year is the 35th, and that might be the last of these conferences. Pastor, please. No, it won't. it won't. It won't? Okay, I won't preach on hell this morning. Okay, and then we're, we're fine. But you, <laughs> there, there are not a lot of meetings like this in America. Maybe this one, I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what, folks, I'll tell you what. I appreciate the fact that he keeps it right, he keeps it straight. You don't have to come here and wonder what's going to happen. Except when Tony Hudson gets here, but I mean, that's a whole other subject. That's, he kind of brings it in just a little bit And that's good too It's all good But appreciate that very much 2 Samuel 23 verse 11 After him was Shammah The son of Aji, The Harite And the Philistines were gathered together Into a troop Where was a piece of ground Full of lentils And the people fled from the Philistines But he stood in the midst of the ground And defended it And slew the Philistines And the Lord wrought a great victory, battling for a bean field, battling for a bean field, that's what lentils are, I don't know if I've ever eaten them, unless there was some kind of ham or something on him, I, I'm sure I probably did one time or another, David's army was 1.3 million men, he had 37 of those 1.3 were the mighty men, and that's Second Samuel chapter 11, and here's one of them. And here it is now, here's the subject. Shammah sees that the Philistines have taken over a piece of land where they raised lentils, beans. And the Bible said Shammah stood by himself while all the other Israelites took off running. And he stood by himself in this bean field and fought a battle and brought a victory. Amen. Amen. My purpose is very simple this morning. Have you ever heard someone say, You guys make such a big deal out of minor doctrines. You make such a big thing out of things that are lesser doctrines in the Bible. The pastor says that thing he just handed out about New evangelicalism and how the liberalism got into our churches and that kind of stuff. When he makes the statement, there's nothing new. It's just got a different face on it. I wish, I wish somehow or another God could do, give us a revival of discernment yes. among yes. us yes. preachers yes. especially, but oh. God's people too, Go to be able to look at some of this stuff and say, this, that's not new. It's God. just, it looks a little different, but it's nothing different. Yeah. Oh. And when someone says, well, Brother Johnson, you, you, you fundamentalists, and then even some of our own guys sell, 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 say that to us, oh. you, you guys make major out of minor doctrines. Shamma stood in the middle of a bean field and fought the enemies and brought a victory. Amen. Battling for a bean field. Father, bless us this morning. Help us now, I pray in Christ's name, amen. Thank you, please be seated. Battling for a bean field, majoring on minor doctrines. You make much out of things that quite frankly are not that important in the word of God. Well, last time I checked it, all scripture's yeah. given by inspiration of God. Yeah and is profitable for doctrine reproof, correction, instruction of righteousness. The man of God may per- be perfect through furnished unto all good works. Last time I thought, or checked it, God wrote a Bible and it starts in Genesis, it ends in the Revelation and everything he wanted us to know was in there and that makes it important. So this battling for a bean field issue, what is the issue? First issue is consider where the beanfield is. It is in the promised land and the enemies of God have taken the bean field away from God's people, and this guy steps up and says, You're not getting the bean field. You're not going to take that away from us. You know, it, I understand, dear people, and I, I appreciate, especially some of our younger fellows who, who look at us, older guys, and they say, Well, you just don't understand that there are greater priorities of scripture and doctrines. I know that. Dude, is, your neck, is that your head? Is your neck blowing a bubble? I know that. I understand salvation is a greater priority. I understand that. I understand that prayer and fellowship with God. I understand that. I understand that there are doctrines in the Bible that have a greater precedent of priority in the scripture. But I also understand this, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And if you put it in the Bible, then it also matters. So let's get off the major minor stuff. See, when they say that, here's what they're doing. They're about to leave that doctrine. Whenever they call it a minor doctrine, they're about to leave it. They're going to walk off from it because it's not important. But if it's in the Bible, then it becomes important and you don't push that aside either. No, we don't shift the priority. No, we don't put it over more importance than some of the doctrines of scripture. But for goodness sake, leave the Bible alone. It's all scripture. It's all of God. and We're not messing with it. And if you want to think about it more carefully, get this in your thinking. Daniel, who Bible says, purposed in his heart, he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Daniel just risked his life on a dietary law. Huh? Is that a minor doctrine? You can't hardly find that in the Old Testament. huh? And here he is, captive in a foreign land. And they tell him he has to eat that meat and he can't eat it. He can t- drink that wine and he can't drink it. Right. And he risked his life over a dietary law. Come but you know something, on. they sound like that guy was kind of majoring on the or huh, preacher? Sounded to me like he was making a big deal out of something that wasn't all that important, was about to risk his life on it. But if it's in the Bible, then it matters. Yeah. And they always say that when they're about to leave that doctrine out. It's in the Bible but it's a minor doctrine, and we're just not really gonna put an emphasis on it. You know, their ministries, you know I'm talking about? They put standards and separation stuff in their leadership and let it trickle down to their people. I thought we we're supposed to preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. I thought we we're supposed to preach all of it. If it hair up to every dog in our county, I thought we we're supposed to preach everything in the Bible. And what is the deal with these preachers in our own movement who are always making apologies for doctrines and separation and godliness and hard preaching. What is that? How come some of you preachers can't figure that out? Don't you understand they're, made, they're making minor of doctrines of the Word of God, cause they're leaving them. They change the style of their worship. They change the style of what they do. They get a little boy up there in his little skinny jeans with his little goatee doing this. What is he got, bad armpits or something? Doing this number up here instead of leading the Word of God and leading the singing. You say, "Well, that's just a minor thing." Okay, but you know what it is? It's a directional thing. You battle for a bean field because of where it is. It was in the Promised Land. That was God's country. And Shammah said, "You're not getting a bean field." I don't care. He wasn't standing in front of the uh, in front of the, the where the, the tabernacle area. He wasn't standing there. He wasn't standing in some major place. He was standing in a stinking bean field, about to risk his life because it was part of God's country and you don't mess with stuff that belongs to God. Battling for a bean field number two is consider who's in it. Look at verse 11, the Philistines had gathered in that bean field. Those are God's enemies. Shammah says, you know what? God's enemies are not taking any of our land. They're not going to have a bean field of it. Not a stinking bean. They're not going to get a bean out of this thing. We're going to stand in this bean field because of who was in that bean field. Any Christian who will not hold to the cause of Christ understands, doesn't understand this. When you give ground, the enemy takes it. Why do you think there's so much change in our churches? You know why? Because we gave too much ground. We got stuff from the, from the heathen out there and from the neo evangelicals and that crowd, we got to say, well, they're not our enemy, Pastor John. I said, no, I understand. If they're saved people, they're still a brother in Christ. And they're gonna go to heaven. They're gonna be a little outside the city. They're gonna go to heaven. <laughs> no, they're not. They get to go to heaven and then they'll get right with God. The truth of the matter is we, we're giving up ground to stuff. You, when, you give, when you give ground on what's right, hey, and you back up on things that you know are biblical. And this applies to the preachers, applies to lay people, it applies to doctrinal print. Every time you, we give ground, the enemy takes it. Right. Remember, this devil is aggressive. Yes. Huh? He's a roaring lion who walketh about, asking permission to do what he does. No, he doesn't. Right. He's a roaring lion who walks about seeking whom he may devour, and he's looking for a victim, and he's gonna just start ripping people apart. Yes. Right, no, we, the enemy's getting into our stuff here. If we don't keep things right in our homes, our lives, and especially also in our churches, the enemy takes that ground. Why do you think you're seeing so much of a shift among Bible-believing Christian people about simple doctrines like homosexuality and gay marriage and abortion and all that kind of junk? Why are we seeing a shift, especially among the millennial crowd? I'm not gonna rip on the millennials for a while. The truth of the matter is, why are we seeing a shift on that? But they're not the only ones. I'm watching some preachers I know who are scratching their head about some things uh, that have been solid in the word of God forever. And you know what happens when that happens? You give ground, the enemy takes it. We have to hold our ground. You say, well, Pastor Johnson, we just can't be that inflexible. Yes, we can. Battle for the bean field, brother. Don't give it away. Consider that the enemy takes over when we back up. Number three, you know why you battle for the bean field? Because you consider what others have done. Verse 11, and the people fled from the Philistines. When we declare things as lesser or of minor importance, though they're in the word of God, it leads to retreat and it leads to defeat. And here's the thing about giving in and giving up, people. Look at me. Whether it's in your home, your family, whether it's in your church, your ministry, look at me. Anytime you start to give up and back off, there is no stopping place. Yeah, you know, we get we get all knotted up about stuff and I've watched some of the young guys and they're saying, well, "Why why do you have to make such a big deal out of that?" Because, listen to me, because when you start to change there and you're giving on things that you really shouldn't, guess what happens? You can't stop it. You don't stop that. It's always that way. All these years preaching, 40 some years in the ministry, where does it always affect our churches? Music. It always starts with our music. Now in the old days, in the 60s and the 70s, you know they were bringing can music in, and then they were having contemporary type music in. Now it's the worship team and the all this kind of stuff. It's just the stuff. That's all it is. But look at me. But there's no stopping that. Once you start, you can't stop it. You can't hold it. If you don't hold, well, I guess we just have to sing hymns. Well, first of all, what's wrong with singing hymns? Last time, I'm sorry, I bent your microphone. What's wrong with singing hymns? I wasn't wrong with that. I'm sorry, I still like singing hymns. Amen. I know we get to you know, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you, Lord. Verse two, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you, Lord. Verse three, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we praise you. Be praise you. And then you get the Pentecostal antennas up. I don't have enough energy to do that. On top of that, now all Baptists use deodorant. You gonna pitch your arms up, Jack? You make sure you get them pits covered, bro. Let's just deal with something. Well, as Pastor Johnson, is just a different form. And they lifted up hands in the Old Testament. Show me that in our New Testament age. Why do we have to go to Old Testament Jewish practice to try and obtain what we're supposed to be doing in our churches? Frankly, you're going to have a hard time finding a worship service in in the New Testament and in the New Testament church. So let's just get biblical. Let's do this thing the right way. That's still not the issue. The issue is this. When people run off from what they ought to be and you back down, you can't stop it. You cannot do it. Oh, so it has to be cookie cutter. Everybody has to do it exactly the same way Pastor Johnson. Well, f- first of all, can I ask you a question? What is the wrong with the concept of using what God has used for generations? I'm, I'm not aware that was a problem with that. What was the problem with that? Well, you're not going to attract certain people. I wasn't aware we were trying to attract people. I thought we were trying to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And most importantly, my friend, whatever happened to getting God to show up on a Sunday? You have to consider what others have done. Battling for a bean field, it makes it a stopping place. Yeah, but you're gonna wind up making a big deal out of things that really don't matter. First of all, if it's in the Bible, it matters. I wanna say it again. If it's in the Bible, it matters. It has its place and it's important. And we will not, will not call ourselves Bible-believing Christians and back off on anything the Bible says. But we also understand this. If you're holding the line, if you're, if you're going to risk your life on a dietary law, last time I checked it, Daniel turned out okay with that. huh? Influenced kingdoms, empires. He didn't do too bad. Fussing over a dietary law. This guy Shalman's one of the mighty men. You know what he does, ladies and gentlemen? He takes a stand, fights for a bean field. When everybody else turned around and walked off, some of our older preachers, they're giving into this stuff you going out getting some of these young guys out of schools that we shouldn't be getting them out of, keep bringing them into our places because they know music, and they bring it into us, and now all of a sudden now we got these guys coming in who aren't us, don't do what we do, don't believe what we believe, and some older preachers are giving in on that stuff. My very prouser friend, you listen to me. We will not, we will not, we will not give in on the bean field, nothing. You got to get somebody up there that doesn't know what they're doing to lead the singing and teach them what to do and get through the program. But for goodness sakes, let's not listen to me. If somebody's going to run off, don't join the crowd. Amen. Came in this thing ugly and I'm going out mean and ugly. You know, it, 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 we're always under pressure to change and adapt and, you know, do that cultural thing and all that kind of junk. No, I'm sorry, but that's just not, that's not us. We don't do that. Well, I just think we need to be more identified with our community. I even heard a preacher say one time, you you guys, you just go to church, that's what you do. You need to realize there's stuff in your community. I wasn't aware we weren't out in the community. Excuse me? Are we still going house to horse? House and door to, house to horse. (laughs) If you're in Reading, it's house to horse, okay? That's where it goes out there. Are we still going house to house? Are we running buses? Are we preaching in the jails or the rescue mission, the nursing home, the hospital? Hey bro, last time I checked it, we're on the front lines. So excuse me if I don't get excited about picking up a rake and going out raking with a bunch of Methodists on a Saturday. By the foolishness of raking, he would say something. That ain't in my Bible. Well, we need to go out and work in the food pantries and hand out food to people. Okay, fine. You're going to do that? Do it some like a Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Now we got folks that are willing to say, well, that's not my ministry. I don't go soul winning, so I work in the food pantry. I wasn't aware that handing out food saved a soul. And how come, how come they're saying we're not, we're not out there in the community? <laughs> are you kidding me? People threatened to kill me. Boo Boo Johnson. Shocking. Hey, we're about 10 minutes from lunch. Hang on. Battle for the bean field. Consider what others have done. Number next. Consider where you battle. Now, please notice this. Look in your Bibles now or your little phone thing, whatever you do with your little electronic device. See, well, there you go again. Yeah, that's right. I like a Bible. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't like the looking at a phone thing. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. I know you got your little, your little, your little phone. Some of you are looking at your watch. And then you, you, you push a little button and it tells you if your heart's beating or not. Don't you know And don't you realize if your heart stops, your phone is on the wrist of a dead man. Thank you. What, are you ashamed to carry a Bible to church? Your neighbors gonna look at you and see you carrying a Bible to church? Well, there you go, Brother Johnson. Thank you, stay still, I'll go on a few more in just a few moments. But in verse 12, it said, but he stood in the midst of the ground. Now, that's a statement. Because you see, you battle for a bean field when you consider where you battle. In the middle, not middle of the road, in the center of where you're supposed to be. Hey, look here, not one of these on the edge boys. Right here, where, where he can just take one step from fundamentalism to evangelicalism. No, 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 not that. One step from here to one step from oh, out of the will of God. One step from what's right to one step to what's wrong. No, my friend, don't say, look I'm gonna be one of these boys over here. i want to be right in the middle of where I'm supposed to be. I want, I want God to put me in the midst of his will. I want God to put me in the midst of where I'm supposed to be. I wanna be in the middle of what's right. I wanna be right in the center of that thing. Oh, and by the way, and he stood by himself in the midst of the ground. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, has it ever been popular to be an independent fundamental soul when it's separated? King James, Bible preaching, hellfire and damnation, pre-tribulation, temperamental Baptist. Has it ever really been that popular? Come on! Huh? But see, I'm not looking for the edges. Well, we're okay right here. You know, here, here we are. Years ago when we were in uh, Bible college, we took our kids, they were small then, took them to... Chicago to what was the Sears Tower at the time, 103rd floor, whatever it is. Take an elevator and go. No, look at me. God never meant for you to be that far off the ground. <laughs> I, I, I got a fear of heights. I don't even like being this tall. <laughs> and our, we take our kids and we get in this elevator, whoosh, 103rd floor observation. Glass from floor to ceiling. Elevator opens. I step out. I'm standing right by the elevator. My kids run over, put their hands on the window. Look, Daddy. I go, I can see it. I can see it. They told us when the guy that did the glass for the building put it in, he was up there on one of the tall floors, and they were saying, what happens if one of these pops out? And the guy told him that put the glass in on the company. He said, can't happen. He ran up, and he hit the window, popped it out, and fell to his death. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a good story. <laughs> All it says is this. I ain't going over there. No, I ain't doing that. I can't, do, I can't do edges. I can't do the edge thing. I'm edgy, but that's a whole nother subject. But I mean, I, I, I can't get right on the edge where there's nothing between you and death than a certain step. See, if this is, this, is, this is the edge. That is death. I'm getting over here. And if that's the edge of biblical belief and that's the edge of fundamental Bible belief, which is biblical, by the way, see, I had a whole nother sermon on this ain't our version of stuff. They tell us, well, you got your version. I wasn't aware we had our version of anything. The King James Bible is not our version. The King James Bible is the word of God for us today in the English language, it's not our version. We didn't make it, we didn't write, it. it's not our version, you understand? This is not our version of the Christian life. We got that from the Bible. Last time I checked it, we're kind of of militaristic in the scripture. I got that in a couple places. Like the whole armor of God kind of gave me the idea. Right? It wasn't like the whole skinny pants jeans of God. It was like the whole armor of God. I wasn't aware that was our version. I wasn't aware it was our version of the church. We got that from the Bible. It's not our version, it's scriptural, it's biblical. You got a problem with that? You got a problem with the book. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org.